Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Why GraphQL? GraphQL is alternative to tradition REST API. Um, REST API usually they tend to be very uh, stiff and, uh, and and hard to change and or even be not be able to change it because so many things are uh, depending on that. So many services are depending on that. So for any changes, you have to create a new API. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to be here. So uh, my name is Farzane Orak, I'm a software engineer. Uh, I work for CoStar Group. CoStar is the commercial real estate and marketing and analytics. Uh, we do a lot of uh, web development, data engineering, data crunching, front end, back end work, and we have lots of open opportunities. So if you're interested, let me know. My, my LinkedIn is here, so feel free to reach out to me. Today, uh, I want to talk about GraphQL. Uh, my goal is um, to wrap your head around uh, what is GraphQL. If you haven't heard about it these days, many companies are adopting to it. And if you look at job opportunities these days, they are looking for people uh, with GraphQL um, skills. What I'm going to talk about, introduction, I already introduced myself. I'm going to talk about what is GraphQL, why GraphQL, and there are some uh, terminology around that make you familiar with uh, term uh, GraphQL terminologies. If you go to the actual website of the GraphQL, this is what you find. GraphQL is a query language for your API and a server-side runtime for executing queries using a type system you define for your data. GraphQL isn't tied to any specific database or storage engine and is instead backed by your existing code and data. So that was my reaction for first time when I read this and even maybe a hundred times after that. So it took a while to get uh, my wrap around, my head wrapped around what is it about. To make it simple, GraphQL is a query language. It's developed by uh, Facebook in 2012 for the internal use uh, initially, but then they made it open source in 2015 and now it's open to community. Community actually is contributing to that strongly typed uh, is a library, is not a framework, is not replacing anything, is not database, is not API. Actually, you're adding one layer to your stack. Why GraphQL? GraphQL is alternative to tradition REST API. Um, REST API, usually they tend to be very uh, stiff and, uh, and, and hard to change and, or even be not be able to change it because so many things are uh, depending on that. So many services are depending on that. So for any changes, you have to create a new API. Uh, however, GraphQL is more flexible option is GraphQL has the ability to dictate the shape of a data. This is the key. This is the whole thing about GraphQL. Client side gets a control over what type of data you want, what shape of a data you want. And this is exactly what you get, nothing less, nothing more. Ability to retrieve many resources in one single request, 
open to conversation. Maybe later on we can talk about it. Definitely reduce network usage in some cases, definitely. And GraphQL provides documentation manual for newcomers. There are the tools out there like Apollo provides a very nice visual about your architecture of your system, all your data structures, which is makes it easier for newcomers to wrap their head around the uh, actual application. Let's get to a very simple example. In the REST world, imagine you wanna create an application that you wanna show all the books for all the authors that you have in your database. You make a call to the author endpoint, author's endpoint, you get the information about the author and so many information that you don't need probably. And then you get the ID and make another call to another endpoint to get the books for those IDs. And imagine if you have array of the uh, authors, depending on the type of the, what type the endpoint accepts, probably you will make so many uh, calls to get all the um, 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 books for the authors. However, in the GraphQL part, in the client side, you tell them, this is what I want. I want the name of the authors and list of the books. And this is what you get. The server side is responsible for taking care of it. You don't care. You don't see anything less or more. And that's what you get. And this is all about GraphQL. Terminologies. If it's to me, I would say GraphQL has just three things, a schema, operation types and resolver. There are three things. If you're working with GraphQL, you're constantly touching your schema, operation types and resolver. What are they? Um, schema is your type, the shape of a data. This is the, uh, this is the shape of a data that you describe and then, or you're defined. And then operation type is query, is one, one of this query, basically your get, you're getting data. Mutation is another one, which is your, for altering your data, deleting your data. Subscription, notify is change. And then you have resolver. There are functions that hydrate your schema. So you define your schema, the data structure, and then you say the operation type, what do you want? Do you want a, a query? You want to get data in that shape or you want to mutate in that shape or, and so on and so forth. And the resolver is the middleware, is the one that it goes and do all the you know, hard work and gives you exactly what you need. A schema is, this is a syntax. This is the data, again, the uh, looks of your data. This is a starting with type. For example, this is the product, it has name, prices. If you pay attention closely, there are capital S, capital F. This is the scholar built in type for the uh, GraphQL. Boolean B's capital and a resolver can hydrate your data structure either fully or partial. So um, I might get a little bit into that, but this is what you're describing. This is the shape of a data. Operation type, queries, mutations, subscription. So this is the query that you're creating. This is a syntax. For example, you're saying, I have a query, I want to get data the name of these books, books, and I want the array of book coming back. And what is book? This is the type that you're defining. And, um, and the same thing as mutation, it has a name, and then you give it a type that you want to return, and the same thing with uh, subscriptions. Resolvers. Resolvers are functions, as I mentioned, that always they get four 
arguments here. Uh, they can be synchronous or asynchronous. The way that resolvers um, or GraphQL resolve the query or mutation doesn't care. Both of them, they treat both of them the same. All of them, they have four arguments. I'm gonna quickly go into each of them, that a little bit get into each of them. So let's see, this is the name of the query that you define. Go back again. So you're saying books, the name of the query. And now you're resolving this, you're hydrating that. The first parameter is parent. I will get into that. But args here, it provides arguments. So sometimes your query might have uh, ID here or, uh, or some arguments here to filter or so many other things. And then args is where you accessing that. Context is express, so it's rest, uh, is, um, request or response. And info is more advanced. I, Personally, I haven't used it even once. So it's, it's, uh, it's there probably to do something. And then, uh, and then returning exactly what you want. And I said it again here, I want the list of books back. And that's what is returning. The same thing with mutation. So look at this query um, here, books. And this is the book at the root and has a ID name author. So in the graph world, treats object as graph, actually node. So this, the books is the node and these are leaves. And the same thing, if it can get nested. So in this case, author is another node and these are leaves. And the way that resolver resolves it, it gets to the, it gets to the root, it gets to the books, and then resolve hydrate, hydrate, and it gets to author. And author at this point, the parent argument that I mentioned actually is for the author, it would be book. So at this point in your resolver, you have access to the books information, which actually make it very efficient, make it, uh, you don't need to make extra call to get data. At this point, everything is cached and ready and you have access to, uh, if you wanna use the ID of the books and so many other things. Very, very on the nutshell. You can get deep and advanced as much as you want. This is the cheat sheet paper. I have a link for it. It's good if you're a beginner to wrap your head around the same concept that I mentioned more in detail, but it's very easy. Uh, but uh, that's it. Uh, this is my presentation. To wrap it, GraphQL is, uh, you as a client side, you get control over what data you want and three parts to it, a schema resolver and um, operation type. And, uh, and that's maybe what you need to know, at least at this point, hopefully in future, I would have a more dive in depth uh, presentation around GraphQL. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.